Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hello, everybody. My name is Min, and I'm here with uh, Erin, my co-host for today from NDS Property Australia here in Brisbane. And you're listening to the SDA Housing Podcast, a show that explains, highlights, guides, and brings awareness about all things SDA in this ever-changing NDIS world. Today's presentation or podcast episode is about First to Care, our NDIS, plan, NDIS plan manager here in Spring Hill, Brisbane. And Erin has worked hard to bring us to the table together to talk about what First to Care is all about. So Erin, you want to introduce our two guest speakers, please? Yeah, so today we're joined by Sam and Mark, um, and they work here at First to Care. Do you want to just introduce yourselves and your roles for us, please? Yeah, sure. My name is Sam. I am the Client Liaison Manager. So I basically run the the front-facing team of First to Care. So any outbound communications that are direct to to our clients um, come from my team. So I make sure that all the uh, expectations of clients are met uh, through my, my staff. Sweet. My name's Mark and I am part of the business development team and I connect with lovely providers like yourself. All right. Um, we might as well just jump straight into who are first to care. What do you do? Um, whoever wants to answer that one, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're purely independent plan managers. Um, so uh, in case your listeners don't know, plan managers are the financial administrators for NDI's participants. Um, so basically in a nutshell, we're the, the bill payers. Um, so to speak. So um, our core core business is processing those invoices they come through. Um, but first to care is um, purely independent, meaning that we only do plan management. We we don't like to to mix uh, anything else. So no support coordination or um, daily support or anything like that. Uh, we just think there's I don't know there's too much mixture and too many cooks spoil the broth kind of thing. Um, so we, we aim to, to make sure that clients are at the, the head of our, our mind uh, and we're, we're purely independent. If, Mark, you've got anything else you wanted to kind of add on who First to Care is? Uh, I, th- I think we're a client-centred company, first and foremost. Um, I think Sam said it pretty well. Yeah, perfect. Um, when about did First to Care start? So it started back in uh, 2014. So mm-hmm. some some uh, we got some IT minds and some accountant minds got together and they they organised uh, a software to be developed uh, for First to Care. Yeah. Um, that was to assist participants within their NDIS journey, um, and we've slowly kind of grown from there. So I, I started uh, early 2020. Uh, when we were a quite a quite a small plan management company, and we had a, a good group of people at that time, mm-hmm. um, and but luckily we're all very like minded and very client focused, and and from there um, in that that kind of early twenty twenty stage, we're able to to kind of grow into the company that we are now. Perfect. Can I ask you a question about sure. the growth? So, yeah. without disclosing how many participants you have, of course, how hard was it to go from infancy back then to the inflow of inquiries and participants now that are more 
more frequent for you guys? Yeah, obviously with any any small business growing, there's always always growing pains. But like like I said, we've always had a, a strong like-minded team behind us who's able to handle those growing pains. Mm-hmm. I know that whenever the NDIS do a change in pricing arrangement and stuff like that, always throws a, a spanner in the works. Um, but we've we've been able to to make do and and um, come out stronger with all those those grow, growing pains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. You mentioned something about UniDAP involvement when we were chatting. Do you want to? What is that? Uh, UniDAP is a the, the company who developed the the software. For, oh, okay, for yeah. First to care, so yeah. it is it is separate from First to Care. They're the ones who, who developed the software. So that'll be okay, used. awesome. Yeah. Um, so, what is meant by the term independent plan manager? And what's the opposite of independent plan manager? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so like I I, I said before. Um, there's there's some some providers out there that are a one stop shop, so they've got they've got plan management, support mm. coordination, daily support, all wrapped into one. Um, and to, to answer your question before, I mean, I think our our growth um, through that stage of infancy to to the size we are now was purely we're able to focus mm. on plan management. We're not getting bogged down in the other pricing changements in yeah. support work or support coordination. We're able to give our participants what they need in their plan management scape. If 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 you agree, Mark. Very much so, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So, for those other companies that do everything, which includes plan management, what could be a perceived negative or disadvantage of that kind of business? And having as having plan manager as that one of the services and not their core business. Yeah, um, I, I would say the the thing that jumps out is uh, the the risk of not saying this is ever done, but the risk of. Tailoring, tailoring supports based on the the, pr- the funding provided mm. instead of the funding needed. Like if you mm. have that visibility on what's available, mm. you might have a provider that's going to target. Okay, there's a hundred grand here. Mm. I'm going to do a service grant for hundred grand yes. when the participant might only need eighty grand of worth of support, yes. and they've got that support to use another thing. So mm. that's that's why we keep the things separate. Yeah. So we're we're an integral part of a participant support team. Like mm. we work very closely with support coordinators and other providers. Mm. Um, but we think, yeah, that, that independence is, is only beneficial for the, the participant. Yeah, so I guess f- I take from that what you said there is by being an independent plan manager, you're not incentivized in any way to tap that no. bucket of money because you're there to provide the payments or the bills. Yeah. And that's it. Exa- we, we've got no horse in the race when it comes yes. to the, the support coordination, mm. the daily support, anything like that. Yeah. We're, we're purely numbers and figures. We're impartial to anything. Mm. And our, our main goal is... Uh, ensuring that the participant is getting the best service they can when it comes to the financial administration. Yes. Mm. So I'm going to attempt to do math. 2014, 2022, so eight years. Eight, nine years. Yeah. Eight years you've been around. Um, what did you, what, were you always in this role that you're in now or were you different when you first started? Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was definitely different when I first started. I was part of the, the customer support team when I first started. Okay. Um, and so that's where I was able to, to kind of hone my skills within mm. understanding. Uh, it's always good having your finger on the pulse, um, doing the day-to-day interactions with clients and stuff like that. Mm. As we grew, uh, more staff came on. I did the training and the onboarding and stuff like that to the point where I am now. But I know Mark um, has been around at First to Care a lot longer than I am, so he's got his his story, which is a little bit different than mine. Yeah, tell us, Mark. Uh, yeah, so I started in back in mid-2017. Mm-hmm. And um, back then, it was a really small team. Yeah. And um, with COVID back in 2020, I left, uh, worked from home for about nine months. Yeah. 
and then I come back and we grew exponentially. <laughs> so when I come back into the office, it was a much larger team. Yes. Yeah. Um, but back then it was a very small team. Um, I think we still kept that small mentality of providing the service to our clients. Mm. Yeah. Um, that hasn't changed even to whatever size we may grow. Yeah. I think the most important thing is keeping whoever you're servicing at the centre. Like a lot of, I find a lot of places probably don't do that as much and mm. they think, oh, look at look the size of us, we're so big. Like we're fine doing what we want to do, but I think it's so important to keep mm. actually what's the most <laughs> important part at the centre is well, who you're helping. It, it's kind of cliche that, that we've got the kind of the, the comment we always say that uh, we're called first to care and that's the first and foremost, we want to be the first to care. Yeah. Um, and we only got to where we are now because of being a very client-focused business and we're going to continue to do that in whatever growth or, or development we go forward. Yeah, awesome. Speaking of what you both talked about, staff and growth, I mean, I remember at our last networking event, Peter, the C- CEO? Yeah, the managing director. He said the goal of the company was to have a 15 or 16% um, segment of the team as being participants yeah. uh, and themselves. Yeah, so we've, we've got a, a strong goal in, in giving back to the community that we've been able to, to find that growth and, and mm. including as many um, people with disabilities in our workforce is a big, big goal of ours. Mm. Um, and we kind of got that 15% uh, goal from the, the We The 15 movement. We're on a kind of push to, to, to strive to do best in, in that area because in, in some industries uh, it, it's appalling the level of uh, disability employment. So we really want to champion and, and make sure that we're giving mm. as many people opportunities within within our sector as we can. Now, yeah. uh, how many staff are here now, by the way? Um, so we've got around 40 staff yes. at First to Care. Yeah. And 15% would be about five or six. Yeah, yeah, correct. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you've obviously grown over the past eight years. Is about the size that you are now. So, okay. so, so, like I, I was saying before, we've gone from a relatively small company to a, a mid-sized plan manager mm-hmm. that you'd, you'd feel in 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 the market. So, we've been able to to kind of cement ourselves as a reliable company within mm. within the sector. I think a better question would be the next moving forward to the new financial year. What's the estimated growth you want to have in terms of bringing on board, you know, more participants and clients and and growth as a business business goals? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Again, I, I'm not the, the best kind of front first yep, sure. like person. I'm, I'm very focused on making sure our clients yes. are getting the, the best mm. that we can. Um, but I know that our, our main goals are always um, trying to make sure that we're striving to in- include our, our client base as much mm. as possible. They're, they're front, of, front and center of mind. Mm. And if we grow organically, just continue what we're doing, mm. that's, that's going to be a bonus. Are you just Queensland at the moment? So we we are mostly uh, kind of connected within that southeast Queensland. We've got a big yeah. presence in central Queensland. That that's that's going to happen. We're we're based in in Queensland, mm-hmm. but we've got clients all over Australia. We've got um, clients in, in New South Wales, all all, all the states. And we we because it's such a, a non face to face role, mm. we're able to give the the same best possible service regardless mm. of what state you're in. Yeah. So it's 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 nationwide. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Um. So yeah, you brought up the networking event just before Min. That's where we met you guys, obviously, and I met Mark. Um, that was what a month and a half ago, two months ago, yes, ish. How often are you doing those events, and what's the goal of them? Yes. Um. So ones we personally put on, uh, we're only just starting those, mm. but our aim is to do about three or four, three, 
And one every three or four months. Oh, Apologies. Awesome. We're not that uh, party goers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not like humans. So, but we regularly try to get to as many uh, events as we can. Yes. Um, the goal for us is to connect the providers like yourself, like mm. I said before. And um, just broaden our horizon. Yes. Make sure... Um, you know, and get that feedback. Like, it's important for us to get feedback mm. from our fellow providers um, to know that we're still doing a good job. Mm. Like, we love hearing from yes. providers saying that, oh, we know you guys, our account team love you because you pay so quickly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a very generic question about how this, the endo system works with plan management? So, from what we understand, participants can have be agency managed, plan managed, and self-managed. Why, why does a participant want to be self-managed versus plan managed versus agency managed? Is it what's the pros and cons of the other two to what you guys do? I yeah, guess, yeah. yeah. No, this is my my bread and butter. Um, <laughs> often when I tell people what I do, that's one of the mm. first things I kind of explain. They look at me and go, "Wow, okay." <laughs> um, so agency managed is quite limited within what is available to a participant. Mm-hmm. You have to go through registered um, providers Mm -hmm. they've got to be on the list they've got to be all of that within encompassing the ndis space there's there's price caps and it it can be a bit of a a nightmare Mm -hmm. when you want that flexibility and that choice and control with providers Um, self-management is a little bit more hands-on for the participants so they're doing the submitting and sending invoices to the ndis directly Mm -hmm. so depending on the lifestyle or the amount of commitment that the ndis participant or their nominee wants to take on Mm -hmm. um you'd be being the the financial administrator for yourself so Mm -hmm. keeping on track of the budget submitting things yourself the only positive to that is there are no pricing limits to the support you can um provide uh, but again, there's all that extra risk of being in control. Of and what do you money. mean by pricing limits? So there's a, a thing called the pricing arrangements. It's yes. the NDIS pricing arrangements, which the NDIS put into place that a provider can't charge more than. I mean, mm. A misconception that people normally have is that it's the price they should be charging, but it, it's the maximum. So any provider mm. and participant can come into negotiations about yes. what they, how much they're going to be charging. Yes. Uh, but the pricing arrangements is just there to make sure no one's getting price, like price gouged or anything yes. like that. Mm-hmm. So... The two categories that are limited by the pricing arrangements, I suppose, are, are the NDIA and the plan managed. Mm-hmm. However, it's not necessarily, I suppose, hindered. It's, it's in benefit of the participant because you're not going to be getting a psychology appointment for $400 an hour. Mm. Um, it, it, it's set to a certain amount. Yes. Um, and I suppose that the benefit of, of plan management is you've got the flexibility of being able to go to any provider you want, don't have to be registered, you don't have to do any of the submitting yourself. We do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're getting monthly budget reports from us. You're getting check-ins if you're overspending. You're getting our, our portal that we have. Mm-hmm. You can log in and check to see how you're tracking. Um, so obviously it sounds a bit biased coming from a plan manager, but that's that's the, the basics of all, all three. And from my point of view, it, it sounds like for the majority of people, plan management is the, uh, the simplest. Did you want to add something, Mark? Yeah, I think Sam said it really well there. Um... I think plan management really is like the freedom of someone who is self-managed but without the accounting uh, back issues that you have to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more... I mean, do you want to go? So you you said before about how one uh, example of a participant saying, oh, wow, you pay so fast. 
Is there a difference in speed of payment processing between what you guys do to a self-managed or agency managed? Is there, is there a difference there? Um, so I, I, I'm not specifically sure about the payment times of the, the self-managed and obviously agency managed outside of mm. what I, I, my bread and butter. Um, but I, I would imagine we're, we're down to, to 24-hour payment times. So oh, yeah. um, I would be surprised considering it's, um, it's, it's a government scheme, things are going to be that quick um, mm-hmm. within the two other options. So yeah. um, I, I can't confirm, but yep, yep, um, yep. I'm really going off what I know. Yeah. Um, so I guess another sort of follow-on from that is what makes First to Care different from other plan management businesses? Um, I, I think our CLO stuff, our client liaison officers. Mm-hmm. So we provide a, uh, a one-on-one guidance from um, a team that Sam manages, mm-hmm. um, which I am a part of as well. Um, so we, we do the oversight of budgets as plan managers normally do, but we, we take extra care to let our clients know if they're over-underspending. Mm. So, yeah, our, our client liaison officers, um, I think that sets us apart from many other providers. Um, also, the time that we, uh, we pay invoices in. Yes. Um, from, from invoice received um, into our system is, you know, just as easy as 24 hours, really. Sam? Mm. Yeah, and I, I think you hit on that on the head. I think it, what, what's good about the group of people we have is where we, we don't like to see people as numbers. And I'm, I'm afraid that some of the, the larger companies or other companies might just see participants as numbers where we strive to make sure that the person you're calling is, is going to have some idea of who you are. They're mm. going to know some, some information. If they know your dog's name, they're going to, they're people you come to, to, to know at, at first to care. It's not just a, a different person every time. Yeah. Um, and, and like Mark said, we, we, we strive to pay our invoices quickly because at the end of the day, the last thing a participant wants is having their, their providers chasing them. Oh, I haven't been, been paid yet. Can you follow up with your provider? It's just something that they don't need. It, it, it's as simple as, the participants' providers are getting paid quickly. The providers aren't chasing up the participant. They can focus on living their life. They don't need to follow follow up on, on providers' payments or anything like that. Yeah. So that's what we strive to do to make as less has, hassle as, as possible when it comes to paying invoices and making sure everything's going so smoothly. So speaking of which, you say so if speed of payment is the only is the benchmark you're trying to deliver as a service, under what reasons would a participant be unhappy with their plan manager other than the payment time frame? I, honestly, a lot of a lot of the feedback is um, the payment times mm. and and that, that whole, I, I feel like a number, not a person. Because yes. yeah. the amount of times people give us a call and we, we I think how we looked at the system, three seconds is the longest like wait time because mm. we've got a, a team of um, customer support that are always there ready to, to answer the phone. Um, and we're there to, to, to answer the questions that the, the participants have. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think that's the, the main two things that kind of um, get in the way of a, of a, of a good plan manager mm-hmm. is, um, I suppose, slow to payments mm. and long wait times, trying to get an answer out of someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's a really big thing. Yeah. Mm. I, I think once you get to a certain size, and hopefully that'll never happen to us, you, you lose that element of... Um, customer service. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that we've we've really um, we've put that into our 
level of growth when we're having our growing pains like easily there's always a fork in the road you could go one way or the other way and we've definitely gone the way of what's made us who we are is making sure that that isn't who we ever become we want to make sure that when people answer the phone Mm. it's not going to be a different person if you call 20 times it's going to be the same people you're going to get to know them yes and stuff like that and we've we've grown with that in mind to make sure that we're we're keeping things on track to whatever size we get to yeah Yeah. you touched a little bit on um goals in terms of growing the size of the business in the next financial year or so have you got any other goals in terms of just business in general so like like i said there the the employment, um, giving more opportunities to people with disabilities is a, is a big goal. Uh, and we also do a lot of, um, I suppose, community activities as well, mm-hmm. which we're really, really proud of. I know Mark's got some, some good experiences with his, his community activities within, with, within First to Care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so First to Care have always been very supportive of my sporting group. Uh, here's a little plug, Queensland Power Chair Football Association. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are for people with... Um, complex disabilities who mm-hmm. will use mobility devices, uh, electric wheelchairs for mm-hmm. their daily uses. Yes. Um, anyone can play uh, as long as you use a wheelchair or electric wheelchair. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I digress. Um, First Care have helped recently sponsor um, a couple of teams that head down to Sydney. And so we did that back in late April, early May. Um, but since I've been a part of um, the company, they've They've helped us out um, immensely with wow. different sponsorship awesome. opportunity. It's really great to see um, employment or employers uh, and businesses support um, the NDS community in any way, shape, or form, any shape or form. And we encourage people who are listening, who who are maybe in business or, or maybe in position to to help out to contribute to the community in any way, shape or form with the NDIS or, or, and participants in, in need, I guess, yeah. It could be, they could be there just to, to be there as a sponsor for a sporting event, as a sponsor to a business that needs help. Um, but yeah, we encourage you all to, to look into your local areas, your communities, to help out with um, the NDS community if we can, yeah. yeah. Or even, Mark, does your um, football team have a website or something? Uh, so yeah, you can uh, go to qpfa.org.au. Mm-hmm. QPFA. Yep. yep. I'll put it in the description. Look at stuff on Facebook or Twitter or yes. Instagram. Yes. Um, online good stuff. I um, cause we we went. I think we we paired with five other companies yeah. to support um Mark's team. And every time I Mark and I talk about um his team, I always try and josh him and say we need to do up some emails and sending out to Nike, Adidas. We need we need some support companies to to come. So hopefully uh, in the future we'll be trying to get some big sponsors that um, can, can sponsor Mark's team. I think that would be, that'd be awesome. really, really good. Yeah, so that'd be fantastic. Nike, if you're listening, contact <laughs> Mark. I think, like you said, man, um, it's not enough to be seen in the community. You should actively be doing something Yeah. if you're in this space. 100%. Um, picnic in the park, what's that? Um, so it's an initiative we did last year, and it kind of goes back to trying to give back to the community. Um, we put on an event down at the Roma Street Parklands where we invited our participants to come down and just have a day out in the park. We, we put on some, some food, some drinks, some games, yeah. just to kind of, uh, I suppose, connect. Because like I said, plan management isn't a face-to-face sport. You don't need to ever see your, your plan manager. 
However, we thought the opportunity would be good to kind of put on a little activity. If anyone, I think it was on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday, if mm. you had some time to come down to the park and just have an excuse to come into the city and, and kind of see what the, the parklands had to offer. And it was really, really successful yeah. being able to, to kind of just um, sit back and just get to know um, some of our clients and nominees and support coordinators that came. Um, so that, that, that's an activity that I, I know that we're very, very passionate of doing to kind of um, do as much as we can to kind of bring everyone together. And that's like those those network events we, we met with yourself. We want to mm-hmm. try and uh, involve as many different people as possible because the more, the, the stronger we are as, as companies, whether it be with providers like yourself or with our participants, it, the, the stronger the relationship's going to be throughout the whole of the participants' journey within the NDIS. And that's something we're really, really also passionate about. Yeah, awesome. Um, I think that's about all of my questions. Do you have anything you want to add, Ben? I do. Um, what's your favourite character on Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, this is a topical question. I don't I mean, remember that show. <laughs> don't get me started. Sorry, I was I disappointed I by it, to be honest. Oh, so were we. We've yeah. had in-depth conversations okay, good. about this. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think through... Uh, a bunch of characters because there was no real standouts in that show to be honest the correct answer is Darth Vader <laughs> uh, yeah but even then he, he he went off canon and he wasn't as strong as he should have been did you see that shoddy CGI work <laughs> oh the aging yeah oh so bad horrible <laughs> I mean, Mark and I always chat about popular culture and stuff like that. So if you're ever in the tea room, you'll just hear us go back and forth. <laughs> I think like at the lunch before, we're just quoting Arrested Development to each other. So um, what, did, what did you say? There's always money. Oh, there's always money in the banana yeah. stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for coming on for our episode. Um, we really appreciate your time and your... And, and, and for you guys to show how committed you guys are as a business and as a team, as team members in the organization, uh, in the, in the plan management world, um, we, we strive to, uh, expose our listeners more to as many, um, players in the NDS market as to give them better understanding as to what it's all about. And, uh, and if you know of any other, um, businesses who, who are, in the in the space please let us know we'd love to interview them as well but uh, any final words of advice that you both would have for participants who are currently self-managed plan managed or agency managed uh, any advice for them if they are listening um, as to what they should expect or uh, from a plan manager and what they should strive to achieve as a, as a as a participant or a customer of a service like yours yeah i, I think the main thing is you deserve to be treated as as a person, not a number. Mm-hmm. Um, if you send in an email or, or try and call, you should have someone pick up or, or answer you as quickly as as mm-hmm. possible. Um, choice and control is the most important thing of the scheme, mm-hmm. and no no plan manager has the ability to to impact your choice and control. Um, so remember that. And um, I suppose find a find a good plan manager that you fit with who have a have a, a great interactive portal um, like ours plug. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, uh, we know that when it comes to the the support coordination realm as well, that's an integral tool to be able to help out um, participants in their plan. So I think that's the three pieces of advice I've got. Um, I think Sam stole my thunder a bit. <laughs> I I think. Participants and providers need to remember choice and control. Mm. Um, this is the participant's journey. 
And I think as a participant myself, it's hard to exert that control sometimes mm. because there's so many roadblocks that continue to pop up, like the price arrangement max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, providers will charge max, especially in the capacity building section. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those, as long as those barriers exist, um, participants got to... Um, participants should exert the control and... Um, just really, if a provider's, you know, pushing you for something you do not agree with or you think is not to your best um, interest, interest uh, really seek the, uh, support of some kind or help, uh, whether that be support coordinator or LAC or just a trusted friend, advisor. And um, just make sure that, you know, remember you're always at the centre of your journey. Um, one of our motto is dream, plan, live, and that's how you should approach this journey that you're on. Yeah. Mark, Erin, Sam, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank it. you for coming in. Bye-bye. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.